You're about to listen to Tadpog. Tyler and Dave play old games. It's a comedy video game podcast. We would like to stress that the hosts are not experts and are really just very crass commentators. Seriously, this is an explicit podcast that happens to talk about video games sometimes. So please enjoy this pretty okay podcast with Tyler and Dave. Hello, Internet, and welcome to another Tad Pog podcast with a complete lack of Southern accent. Yes. Because, our, our, wow, we nailed this intro on the very first try. We did. We aren't suddenly <laughs> re-recording anything where I got outlandishly Southern. Yeah. <laughs> we definitely didn't record 12 minutes before I realized that I had made a mistake on the soundboard and that we needed to nope. start over. First time. Good job, guys. This is going great. So if, you, if you're a fan of this show, then certainly you recognize that sweet baritone that is Sandwich Pope Bill Hawkins. It's going to be back. Um, I just finished uh, several hours ago putting to bed my 75th newspaper as editor-in-chief. Uh, so it's a momentous nice. occasion. I'm celebrating with a, a couple of drinks and some good friends. It's good. Hell nice. Yeah. Congratulations. I saw a photo um, on Facebook. Of you working, I guess, with, uh, was it Bogomil in your lap? Yeah, so that's Bogomil. He likes to chill on my lap. He will wait for me. Um, he's got a bed, which you can see in that picture. He's got a bed on the couch behind me. And he will wait for me to sit down and then hop up, hop down and like pot my, pot my feet and then jump up onto my lap. And he likes to chill there for, for gaming and for recording and for other things I do on the computer that I don't want a cat on my lap for. So, uh, he's, he's a bit insistent, and I have to kick him off every now and then, but he's a he's a good uh, work partner. How much does Bogomil weigh? He's I haven't weighed him recently. Um, I want to say probably around 12 pounds now. He's actually lost a fair amount of weight. He used to be a pretty big, chonky boy, uh, but since we have gotten Blackberry... He, Blackberry is, is very, not like, not like angry aggressive, but he, 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 he eats and he eats a lot and he, he eats push, aggressively. He will push Bogomil away or harass Bogomil at the food trough. Um, so I think Bogomil has lost a lot of weight recently just because he no longer has the opportunity to just go eat when he's bored. Um, conversely, now Blackberry, you see him just, just hanging out around the food dish all the time. He he eats when he's bored, and he is getting <laughs> that. Vi- he is developing a cat punch faster mm. than I've ever seen. He's going to have a big old swinging belly um, for years to come. It's time to get another more aggressive cat. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Aggressively yeah. more aggressive cat. The cycle never ends. <laughs> Until you're the new Joe Exotic of Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that episode of Hoarders, I think. I think you showed me that one. <laughs> The reason I ask is because Berlioz likes to do the same thing. Um, yeah. My cat, and he weighs 20 pounds. Oh, uh, Lord. And yeah. And it, it's about a river weight, too. And oh, his and he is aggressive about it, too, because I'll be <laughs> I'll be working, and he'll come over and, like, put his paws up, both paws up on my knee and, like, stretch. And I'm on a chair with, like, wheels. And it's like, dude, if you push me much more, I'm going to fucking roll. <laughs> So then I'll pick him up and put him in my lap and work. And it's like, it's essentially like having a pillow in my lap. Like I have to put my, I have to put my elbows like on top of him and type like a T-Rex. That sounds pretty good. It's pretty, it is pretty great. And then what'll happen is, um, 
inevitably he will shift his weight and it is just like 20 pounds of just cat bones just <laughs> grinding into my junk. <laughs> it's gotten to the point where I've moved my work. 20 computer. pounds of cat bones is a pretty good band name. <laughs> that is not, that's not bad. Or a good like autobiography. <laughs> well, um, courtesy of the randomizer this week, the dark chaotic god of our own creation and destruction chose Knights of the Round which was a game called by both Sandwich Pope Phil Hawkins and J. Jonah Jett playing Jonathan Wilson. Jonathan, sadly, I believe, is asleep. That's we are our, very sorry. That's our guess. We're sorry, man. <laughs> He's seven hours ahead of us. Yeah. So that's very early one, slash two late in the morning. over there. Yeah. yeah. Especially for a, a Monday slash Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we'll figure out how to make that up. Yes. But before we get to all the nights of the round talk, I'm your bearded host, Tyler. And I'm going to uh, pretend like I never heard this before. Good, okay. Good, all right. All good, right. Good. Do tell. Yeah. You'll know. You'll know my, my reactions. will be like, you'll know. <laughs> I've taken this master class in acting. <laughs> really honing your yeah, craft. Yes. I've been honing my craft ball for this moment. So, uh, I love Reddit. Yeah. But I don't, I don't get a lot of messages on Reddit. And when this morning I woke up to nine messages, it's a lot. It's like, what the fuck is going on? So, uh, uh, the first one I wake up to is, you've been permanently banned from participating in our filthy girls. What? Yeah. Is that good? Yeah. <laughs> you believe that? Man. <laughs> you've been permanently banned from participating in Alt Gone Wild. You've been permanently banned from participating in RGW Cum Sluts. That is a good subreddit. I can vouch for that one. <laughs> You've been permanently... <laughs> I said it on the previous recording, and I wasn't uh, sure I put good. it in this yeah, one, too. You need to. You've been Get permanently banned from participating in our pussy. You've been permanently banned from participating in our Gone Wild Tube. You've been permanently banned... Is there another one? Sexting Friend Finder. And then <laughs> I also got a message titled, Hmm, might you have a daddy kink? From Laughing Daddy. Love the picture you posted in multiple subs. Just as interesting as is your post history. Which, since I my post history previously to all these posts was Call of Cthulhu, Empires and Puzzles, the ACV3 <laughs> subreddit game I for my D&D game I, I started a long time ago. That was the thing? Our, our Earthbound. Yeah, it's probably very this is yeah. interesting. Seems like quite, really, quite a... <laughs> but I really like the 500 spammed pictures of the same vagina. That's that's what <laughs> yeah. really got me going. And you like Earthbound and Call of Cthulhu. <laughs> and you have a wife? Very interesting. <laughs> well, here's the thing. You got a response from it. So I think that you should capitalize on have this. Have this dude on the show. And, yeah, <laughs> totally have this guy on the show. Well, you got a message. Like, how many messages have you ever gotten on Reddit about the podcast? So send them a link. Just a few. <laughs> send them a link. Yeah. And be like, if you really want this pussy. You know what gets, you know what make this pussy wet? <laughs> Listen to all 565 episodes of this. Donate $4,000 to this <laughs> yeah. Patreon. I'll send you a bottle of my pussy juices. <laughs> the rest of that message, care to chat slash snap with a super pervy, super kinky old guy who is also funny, empathetic, and kind. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize there was a, <laughs> a question mark. Funny, Empathetic and kind? <laughs> empathetic or pathetic? <laughs> empathetic. <laughs> okay. Although both, both <laughs> a little bit both from count. both. I didn't even think to look at the the history from Laughing Day. <laughs> oh God, this is public information, right? We're allowed to read this. Oh yeah, you just found it anywhere. <laughs> it was actually a clever hint that it's a famous character actor, Richard Kind. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's been okay, fun. This yeah. has been a fun yeah. podcast. I might send pictures of my pussy to yeah. Richard Kahn. <laughs> I don't think we're going to get better than that tonight. So Rich, I think we could go Richard Kahn, you and the boy pussy? We can, we can talk. <laughs> I liked you on the sack lunch, lunch, lunch bun. Oh, shit. Well, I, I can't click on it. So I'll, I'll have to defer that for later. <laughs> Well, what have you guys been up to? I've been posting <laughs> photographs of my vagina on Reddit. <laughs> Perfect. And it's been going really well. Uh, but it, if I could, I'm going to send you guys a couple pics. You can help me pick out a hairstyle. I have did it, I, did I say that my account was hijacked clearly or did I just <laughs> go through all those posts? Just assuming, oh, sorry, I got banned. Nope, my, <laughs> my account was hijacked and they posted 500 pictures of the same vagina and all these different subreddits. I honestly can't remember because we're- oh, We did it before. We don't know. We're in a time warp right now. We don't know We don't know if we've gone to the bucket yet to fight Lavos or not. <laughs> we've done it a bunch of times. Uh, I have been doing nothing pretty much but playing Ultima Online. Uh, thank you, Ultima Online, for helping me watch an entire season of Seinfeld, uh, over the course of just a handful of days. <laughs> oh, geez, love doing that shit. Season six is really good. Not of Ultima Online, of Seinfeld. Yeah. I think season okay. six might be the strongest season. Really? Yeah, it's got a lot of, it's got a lot of real good ones in it. Um, it's the season right before, uh, the George Susan season. Uh. So it's got, it's got face painter. Um, with David Putty, mm. it's got all that good stuff in it. It's got um, the much referenced orgy scene from the Patreon episode, right? Which is <laughs> definitely why I started watching it because on the Patreon bonus episode that just came out, nice lead in. Thank you for that. Um, John was quoting Seinfeld, and we were desperately trying to figure out what music an orgy man would listen to. Uh, <laughs> and it is Depeche Mode. Don't you don't have to worry anymore. <laughs> he sent him. He sent a message saying Depeche Mode to me to, today. I think it was. I'm also in a time warp because Ultima Online and Seinfeld. It's all just like I don't know. <laughs> and caffeine, massive, yeah, massive amounts. Jumanji of style. What year is it? Because <laughs> I really don't know. Uh, but yeah, I, there is no reference to music that is. So this is a this is a call to all listeners. If you are familiar with Seinfeld. Is there a reference to a person who enjoys orgies listening to Depeche Mode? <laughs> Is that in Seinfeld? We need to, we'll post it on our Seinfeld. <laughs> With your account, please. Uh, our Seinfeld daddy will respond. Our Seinfeld daddy. Interesting post history. Yes, it is Depeche Mode. <laughs> so um, I've been playing on a uh, private server that Chocto mentioned called UO Outlands. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. If you're interested in playing with us, uh, join the Discord. We're kind of organizing there. That's bit.ly slash Tadpog Discord. That's it. That's it. That's all I'm doing. Uh, nothing interesting is going on in my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, if there's no um, better way to, to date yourself age-wise by just kind of reflecting on how old your kid is, um, which I, I, I say as much because Harold Arthur's 10th birthday was yesterday, and happy birthday. He was, I think he was three. A little, no, he was, le- he wasn't even three yet when, when he's much older than three. Phil. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he was a toddler when I started listening, listening to you guys. And now he is, um, almost in middle school. And that's Jesus. frightening. Mm. Um, 
but in a good way because uh, it means he's more self-sufficient and I don't have to watch him anymore. So that's good. You, you have a done. much healthier attitude about that than I do because <laughs> Henry's about to start kindergarten and it's like, man, I, I have so many fucking feelings about this because I'm worried that he's not ready. But at the same time, I'm worried about like, I'm just worried about everything. I'm hoping that, he's make, that he makes friends. I hope that, you know, those friends don't want to come over to our house. <laughs> <laughs> When was the first time but, you guys went over to a friend's house? Like a, that wasn't family? That wasn't family. Yeah, like a school friend. Probably to like, like to stay to stay the night. When was oh, your to first stay sleep? the night? Yeah, your first sleepover. That's when Yikes. shit's real. Wow. That is shit is real. Um I don't remember how old I was, but I do remember calling my parents. I do remember mm-hmm. calling my mom and asking her to come pick me up because yeah. um wasn't ready for it, man. Believe it or not, I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> I know Arthur's ninth birthday last year was a sleepover, and that was—I think that was the first time he's hosted a sleepover before. Uh, so that was that was kind of an interesting milestone. But I feel like I had been doing sleepovers long before that, like second or third grade, as opposed to I guess Arthur would have been in, in towards the end of his fourth grade year last year. Um, but I feel like I had been doing that sort of thing a lot earlier than than he had. Yeah, because I'm Chaco Chica. Like she'll be coming up into fifth grade, and yeah, it's you know, she's having sleepovers for as long as Melissa and I've been married. I remember you talked about okay. one famously on Tad oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with that one girl who was there. Yeah, the girl who'd been on all the walls. Yeah, the and they called her girl. mama one morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, banned. Still hasn't been to my house. Band. Let's get her on the show. Let's get her. <laughs> uh, the first time I was, uh, I'll very my parents have known the people all their lives. Uh, so I remember the first time I spent over stood at a friend's house was in fifth grade. Um, went well. He had a Game Boy. I played a lot of the Game Boy. Nice. And then, but it wasn't until sixth grade that uh, Josh Nance and I met. Uh, half a Tadpog sweethearts that I regularly started basically living in at their kid's house. So, yeah, man, I don't. I know you have a lot of kids, strange kids that come over to your house. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Filled for days at a time. Right. And see, I want to avoid that, but I don't. But it's good memories growing up. Like I wouldn't take those away from, you know, from the girls. I think that's, it's, it sucks for adults yeah. sometimes. They're, they're pretty self-sufficient, but like, I don't know. I remember being able to do that a lot in high school. So I can only imagine like being able to spend a lot of time with multiple friends in people's houses in elementary school onward. I think older, I think like the older Henry is probably the easier time I'm going to have with it. It's yeah. just when he's like seven or eight mm-hmm. when it's just like, he's, he's a kid, man. And like, he requires, like he's a kid that requires a lot of attention mm-hmm. too. He's not like, he's like my sister was, she required a lot of attention. I would fuck off and do whatever I wanted to do. Yeah, you go to your boy well and just I, yeah, stare and wait, exactly. wait until you can become an adult. Right, pretty much. Where it's like, I was fine to sit and play blackjack on my dad's TRS while they did whatever they were doing. <laughs> like, that was just fine. That was perfect. Henry's not that Mr. way. Mr. Moore, do you have kids? No, one day, hopefully. <laughs> we have David. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. That thing, of course. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not looking. I'm not looking forward to kids coming over. Arthur's not super sociable at all, and he is absolutely content to just sit there on on a screen for hours on end, which is um, not a good thing for him. Uh, so we we have to step in pretty regularly to be like, you need to have literally anything else, like read, draw, play, like go outside, 
anything. I, I would love to have him be more sociable with other kids his age, but it's just, it, he's just not there yet. So, um, the good thing though is that if you want to have some time to yourself to do some gardening or cooking or whatever, um, you can just tell him to go play some computer games, watch some YouTube, and you've got the rest of the afternoon all to yourself. So that does sound like I have a trick. Henry when Bulbasaur goes away for the weekend, you've got the whole weekend too. Here's a tub of oh, yeah. ice cream and a tablet. See you in, yeah. see you Monday. Like Arthur, you uh, you got the computer. I got the TV downstairs, and every now and then we'll switch, and he'll take the switch, and I'll take the computer. It's like, all right, we'll pass each other in the stairwell, give each other a high five, and go about our business. Yeah. <laughs> This is completely unrelated, but I do need to bring it up. What are your thoughts? And I'm bringing it up specifically because you're here, Phil. Mm. What are your thoughts on eating in bed? I also um, had this written down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do it. Um, yeah. it does. I don't have a TV in my bedroom, so that probably contributes to my, my feelings on it. But yeah, I just eating in my bedroom is a very foreign concept to me. What do you have? Do you not have a TV in there for a reason, or it just happens to not have a TV in there? Bulbasaur likes the television. She she's very kind of she doesn't like the whole idea of screens in every room, um, and she wants to have the TV in like its own place, not the central place in the house. It's got a TV room which is downstairs, kind of in the. Uh, it's a finished basement, um, but but yeah, like our main living room, there's no television, there's no TV. We only have one TV in the house, which is um, not pretty much college for about 10-year period. I had multiple televisions so that I could watch TV on one and then have the Super Nintendo and my consoles hooked up to another. Yeah, that's um, the way to but, do it. But we eventually, when we moved to our new place, we kind of pared that down Um so, so we just have kind of the one big screen TV and that's it. So what about like, what about like a tablet? Like, will you watch TV? Yeah, like, you got a phone. That's, yeah, a, that's another TV. Yeah. Will you do that? Yeah, like, essentially. Like, will you do that in bed or? Yeah. And that, that's the other thing is that, you know, I got a phone, I got my smartphone five years ago and that's, you know, gradually um, enveloped a lot more of my life than I either of us would have cared to have wanted. Um, so that kind of takes place all um, to, to the detriment. Cause I used to read a lot before I went to bed and now I look at Reddit a lot before I go to bed. Yeah. And that's probably not a great thing. It's um, uh, pretty uh, great thing. You learn a lot. Literacy a lot. You like, learn a lot. I don't read, I don't read books anymore. I like, I have been reading through a Christopher Moore book and if well, you're that, familiar with him, yeah. he's, it's a very easy read, and Grim it's taken me, me like it's taken me like months to get through a couple hundred pages, and I still haven't finished uh, the book. But that's um, because you're old enough to look at porn without getting in trouble. Now I get it. Like reading's great before you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> reading the radio, video games, it's all, all great. great. <laughs> and then we have our sliding door moment where we're actually adults are, and can look sure, at pornography. Right. <laughs> I mean, how do you guys deal with the crushing responsibility and obligation? I mean, how, what's your pressure valve? I, I numb it with pornography with uh, our <laughs> pussy. That's like, here's an audio beam for you. It's a tank full of water and it says crushing adult responsibility and obligation. There's a hole in it. And then the next panel, there's a dude slapping duct tape on it. It says pornography. Pornography. (laughs) The flex tape. Right. 
So we could, the the question about eating in bed was, of course, because uh, I mentioned that I like to eat in bed. Ian was disgusted by that, yes. to which Dave went, well, I'm glad you said it because I also like to eat I, in bed. I love to eat in bed. We eat in bed. Like, Nikki and I both eat in bed, like, so often <laughs> that it is, like, to a point where it's, like, and I'm ashamed of it because it's, like, it's like this unspoken thing. Like Nikki and I don't discuss, okay, we're definitely going to order a pizza and eat it in bed when Henry's asleep. Right. (laughs) But like, we both know it. We're on that wavelength where it's like, you feel like being happy today. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. That'd be great. Is is pornography not numbing that feeling of responsibility and obligation? It is not. Let's eat pizza in bed. All right. (laughs) That means either sex pizza or porn. Right. (laughs) Anyway, it's going to work out. Yeah, I love I love to eat in bed. Like, yeah, I get it. I I get the downside to that, and the downside to that is like crumbs and filth. But eh, eh. Uh, <laughs> it was a foreign concept to Melissa until we got married, and then like I'm bringing in Nature's Valley granola bars and a bowl of spaghetti <laughs> in the bed. <laughs> It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Doesn't that get crumbs everywhere? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Red spatters all over our sheets and crumbs. Yeah. Yeah. No, it totally yeah. does. I'm not laughing. Yeah. I'm laughing because this is so familiar to me. <laughs> like, I'll get up and like, yeah, there are crumbs over my back. I don't even feel, right? I don't, I don't feel it anymore. <laughs> I'm like a, a Betty Spartan. I'm just, I'm just used to it. Yeah. Do, do you do anything else while you're eating? Like, do you actually watch something? Oh, yeah. We, or? yeah no. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> we, yeah. My wife's got a big, beautiful ass that I balance spaghetti and granola bars on. I want that on a buffer sticker. I, I, I stack nickels while I fuck her to see how many I can get while eating spaghetti. Don't move or you'll spill this plate of ribs. <laughs> It's Memphis style. It's very wet. We can't afford a new set of sheets. I've never had ribs in bed. I just realized. Oh, <laughs> Maybe I need to do man, that. you have a live, man. Yeah. Do they make a bedspread that's just quilted northern? Or, or it just looks like ribs? <laughs> it's just, yeah. I'm sure that it does exist. I want that tortilla blanket. Have you seen that one? Yeah. They've, been, they've targeted me heavily on Facebook for that. Where it's like, hey, this dude who does weird searches probably wants to sleep in a burrito. <laughs> and, and yep. They're right. They're right. No, because uh, Melissa and I would love to binge. Uh, prior to Jack, we used to binge a lot of TV together. That was like our cuddle time. You'd, we'd usually like feed the kids and then time to ourselves sure we'll eat we'll lay in bed then we'll go brush our teeth and then we'll have sex then we'll watch dave stream and we'll go to bed so always that in that order our, that, it was prior to jack jack <laughs> rearranged the whole schedule jack's like i demand you brush your teeth at the end of all <laughs> that yeah. <laughs> now it's like oh we're gonna watch baby belly bums or whatever it is baby on bums, youtube and yeah. then uh I will split some oatmeal cream pies in bed, throw those little wrappers on the side, side of the bed. We'll get those later (laughs) at some point. Then we'll have sex. Then we'll go to bed. We use, we use Walmart plastic bags as trash cans Mm, on the side of ours. (laughs) I wonder if eating in bed is a regional thing. Like, have you ever seen those regional maps of the United States where it's like, here they say garbage can, here they say trash can. Here's the most I popular wonder, porn, uh, pornography genre, hentai. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there was a regional map of the United States uh, about eating in bed. If it would, if it would be completely different in like the South versus the Midwest versus the West Coast or whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's something. Hey, listener, go on this episode post and comment like where you live. Do you eat in bed? And if you do eat in bed, what little Debbie snack cake do you prefer? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm curious about it too. I th- I just assumed it wasn't geographical. I just assumed that I was trash. (laughs) I just assume it's you gross Southerners who sophisticated Pacific Northwest trash. (laughs) Do you sleep naked and eat in bed while naked? Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it is regional or maybe I don't want to get spaghetti on my clothes. Of course I'm naked. It's gross. <laughs> if it's not on my body, it's it's a napkin. <laughs> if it's on my body, it's gross. What is worse to clean out of a bed, like saucy leavings or crumb leavings? Saucy leavings. Mm. Yeah, right? yeah. Like a rich chunk. I can of pretend a, sauce. I can pretend a saucy leaving is a sex leaving, so it's fine. Yeah. So it's the. It's the. I mean, I guess. That is that is spaghetti true. saucer? <laughs> or did I lacerate my urethra again? <laughs> <laughs> Come squirt or pop tart. I don't know. <laughs> so that um, was that was one of those. Like I feel like that is a dividing line. Like sit or stand to poop. Look or don't look after you wipe. Yep. Eat in bed yep. or do not eat in bed. <laughs> it's like we're building the Tadpog personality profile. <laughs> yeah. You know, like yeah. eventually we can have a quiz where it's like these are all the questions. Model of a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> For our own, when we start Tadpog MK Ultra three, <laughs> perfect, perfect. <laughs> we'll know who to recruit. It stands for Mortal Kombat this time, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Along those lines, okay. Pulp in orange juice or no pulp? Is is it okay to be indifferent about that? Because I'm pretty yeah, indifferent sure. about it. Really? Okay. Yeah. Like I, I am vehemently no pulp, as is my son. Um, but yeah, I'm the same way about. Crunchy peanut butter, smooth peanut butter. It's like it's fine. It's mm. really it's okay either way. It's okay I am indifferent way. about that. Coconut, like coconut drinks. I like to have those little coconut chunks in there that I can like orbits type of things that I can drink and and chunk chew up in my mouth while I'm while I'm enjoying a beverage. Did you say so, orbits? Orbits. Yeah. So like like a boba tea. Do yeah. But, like, I've never been, I guess I just don't go out for boba, like, I enjoy boba tea when I get it, but it's so rare that I just, I just don't, don't do it. I've had boba tea once. It's okay. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's all right. I mean, if it it's wasn't right. as expensive as it was, I'd probably yeah. be prone to get it more often. Yeah, but yeah. it's like, when I had it, I was like, this is okay, but not worth the money that I spent yeah, on it. Yeah, this is not a $6 drink. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I can have, like, two Monster like, Energy drinks. Yeah, I'm, like, anti- beverage culture in general like the idea of paying five or six dollars regularly for a drink is is um i i would rather spend my money on many other things than that i hear you i mean i drink coffee every day but i mean we buy that from blackbird and grind it and all that so i mean it's it's not as expensive as yeah. like getting a that's different than going to get a starbucks day. to get a five to right six dollar, right like, exactly venti mocha Can frappuccino you- yeah can you get Blackbird locally where you live, or do you have to hail uh, Bailey for that? We hail we hail Bailey for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. we get it we get it shipped, which it was a lifesaver because uh, I really like our local uh, coffee place, but they completely shut down um, during COVID. So um, mm-hmm. and now I think we're just we're converts now. So we've yeah. just been ordering. We've just been replacing our coffee through Blackbird. It's good. Pretty it's good. good. I like it. Yeah, I I'm. I don't really care for orange juice very much. I just oh, don't. Ooh, so it doesn't matter it. to me very much. Like, Melissa fucking loves it. I don't. Oh, I so pulp, it. no pulp. Eh, I'm just man on orange juice. Grapefruit juice, fucking love the pulp. Love it. I think it's great. Mm. Uh, I love crunchy peanut butter. Smooth is totally fine. It's what I grew up on. I prefer crunchy, but either work. 
The only time yeah. I don't like crunchy peanut butter is like on a peanut butter sandwich, like soft bread, because then it kind of like the. It, you don't like the texture change? No, I don't, because what it, the bread kind of gets mushy. You know what I mean? It almost gets like doughy. It like reverts. <laughs> like it's like in Super Mario Brothers with the de evolution gun, like the super scope. <laughs> it's like they pointed that at bread and shot it, and then it co- turns back to dough. I don't, I don't like that. Because the girls had never, until, uh, until Melissa and I got married, had never heard of chunky peanut butter. And then I, I went, when they first moved in, I went to the grocery store. I bought it. I bought, that's what I always bought. So I bought crunchy Choco Chica Astro peanut butter and jelly sandwich, made her one with crunchy peanut butter. And she's eating it just like, why are there all these crumbs in it? It's really bad. <laughs> this is Those open wide for chunky balls. brand. That's why. <laughs> that's bizarre. That feel like I, I get having a preference, but to have never even known the existence of yeah, did, did not know what butter. it was. I didn't really, I didn't know what it was either until I saw a commercial um, for Doug where they're talking about preferences. And I was like, what is chunky peanut butter? My mom was like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> we do not evoke chunky uh, peanut butter. Until in this I house. was in college and bought my own groceries, wow, I'd yeah. never had it. She absolutely refused to buy it. What are her thoughts on peanut brittle? Ugh, just curious. She never, I don't remember her ever buying it. Mm-hmm, okay. That was more of a grandma's house treat. Man, I like some peanut brittle. I do too. I, from time to time. It's not it's it's not an everyday treat, but it, it is It can't be. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys hear that? I do hear that. It sounds like it sounds like twelve men serving a king, uh Eating in bed because the table is used for war strategy. King Laughing Daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Which, of course, ushers in a segment that we like to call Dave Reads from Wikipedia. Mm. We said we were talking about Knights of the Round, the Super Nintendo game earlier, right? Yeah, yeah. Can't remember that was our first try or second try. (laughs) I think we talked about more on the first try, but it was brought up. Okay. All right. All right. Well, if anything, anything, the episode post will say it. So if if you clicked on this to listen to it, you know what you're getting in for. That is is true. Which is peanut butter talk. Right. (laughs) (laughs) The peanut Peanut butter pornography. (laughs) The peanut butter boys are back. (laughs) Okay, guys. Knights of the Round video game is an arcade game released by Capcom in 1991. A side-scrolling beat-em-up based loosely on the legend of King Arthur and the Knights of the Round table. The game features an action role-playing video game-like level advancement system with fighters automatically being upgraded to new weapons and armor as they advance through the game. Um, They really don't go on to talk about the port, specifically that we're talking about, which is the port to the Super Nintendo um, in 1994 is when that came out. Mm. So three years after the arcade game, um, it was ported to the Super Nintendo. Do um, either of you have any history with Knights of the Round, the Super Nintendo game, or the arcade game? Um, I assume you do, Phil. Otherwise, you wouldn't uh, have said this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I enjoy these medieval-style Capcom beat-em-ups like this, uh, King of the Dragons, uh, the D&D uh, ones that came a few years later. I think it's um, Shadow of Mistara and Tower of Doom. Cadillacs uh, and Dinosaurs, I, yes. Cadillacs and Dinosaurs yeah. is a really good game. <laughs> And it was a good comic when I was a kid. I don't. It might be garbage. I don't know. But it might not have I'm, held I'm up. Completely unfamiliar with that IP. Cadillacs and dinosaurs. Cadillacs and dinosaurs. Yes. For it's weird because it like as a kid it didn't the Cadillacs angle didn't work for me, but the dinosaurs angle worked real hard. 
And there is a there is a Capcom beat 'em up for that property. And it's I think it's a good game. As I think that most Capcom beat 'em ups are good games. Uh, I mean, if you know me, you know I like a I like a beat 'em up. I have never heard of this game. I just googled it and it looks yeah, I mean it's it is a 90s final fight beat 'em up clone, but that's bizarre. I feel like I should have known about this. You're welcome. Yeah. Check Thank it out. You. Okay. I will search for it. But um no, so a uh, specific uh history with this game. This is one of two games, two arcade games that I have ever played start to finish with my wife Bulbasaur. My wife. Mm. Um, <laughs> and Bulbasaur. <laughs> <laughs> drops on drops on drops. <laughs> she um she is very much not a video game person. It's a, it's a characteristic that she tolerates in me. Uh, but you know, when we go out for, for dates, well, oftentimes, you know, this is, I'm not, I'm not a great conversationalist unless I've got something to do while I'm having a conversation. So video games are great for that. So we've, we've gone to a few arcades before and this was, there's a, there's a, um, chain of arcades in the Portland area called Wonderland. And this was one that we went to that it was one of those great big, like, multi-cade cabinets that probably had a hundred different titles in there. And, uh, we, I put on Knights of the Round because I was familiar with it. I had played a lot in my youth and we had, we sat down and we beat it from start to finish. Um, and, and that's how you fell in love. And it's how we fell in love, um, and the rest is is history. So who are you playing as, and who is she playing as? Good question. I do not know, but knowing knowing me, I probably Call her in, would. she'll surely remember. And is, yes. it, and is it why you named your son Arthur? Because this is Arthur, what you bonded over. Arthur's a family name. Uh, my uncle, my brother, my grandfather... Uh, my cousin all have Arthur in their name at some point, wow. somewhere, either first or middle name. So, um, and, and it's a, it's unique enough. Like it's not unheard of, but it's sure. also, you don't see a lot of kids. It's not, you know, your Braden, Jaden kind of standard millennial boys names. Braxton, um, Bixby, Braxton, you know, whatever. <laughs> Man, I'll, Braxton's a good one. Braxton's a good one. I'm going to have a D&D character named Braxton. <laughs> No Slide offense to anyone out there as a kid named Braxton. What's his middle name? Tony. Tony. Yeah, right. <laughs> I like it so much because they get Tony Braxton. No, that was that was very serendipitous. The fact that um, we were able to to do a King Arthur game the day after Arthur's tenth birthday. So um, that's that's uh, kind of a cool coincidence there. Because uh, out of everything it, we could draw, your name has been attached to way more of the randomly drawn games than anyone else. You are, is there a big list of other people that have claimed games like I have? Uh, there are other names attached to it, but I mean, when you look at the list, it does kind of make sense why we've called on you so often because your list of games, like normally people give us like one or two games and you gave us a bunch of games, which I'm yeah, totally I, fine with. I essentially gave you a list of every Super Nintendo game I own, which is about 70 or 80 titles under it's kind so of the out idea. Out of, out of 600 choices, probably. Yeah. Still, yeah. still pretty good average. Yeah. Just kind of the idea that um, if you guys need a guest host, someone to talk with, here's something that I have and can talk to you about. Incidentally, this is not a title that I own. I just happen to have a history with it because I really like these mid-90s, early-90s Capcom medieval arcade beat-em-ups. Like, 
this and King of Dragons, and I'm not sure if there are any others besides this, but it's those two. This came out uh, in the arcades uh, after King of Dragons, but before the D&D series. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of like sandwiched between those two. Our, Which I, is why Phil's on there, sandwiched. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> we were like, sandwich Phil, sandwich Pope, done. Um, when we get to the Pope, Vatican beat him up. We'll also let Phil back. Yeah. <laughs> My experience with the game is... Um, through the arcade game too mm-hmm. but it is honestly through the capcom beat 'em up bundle that came out like in late 2018 mm. i picked that up for the switch that's a, a really good collection i think it's like 20 bucks or something like that and i think it's totally worth it because there are like a couple titles on there that are um more obscure capcom beat 'em up titles that are very good uh king of dragons is on there as well mm-hmm. and um when i got that bundle i played through all of these games and um I didn't honestly I didn't know that these games existed before then. So when I played it, of course, my point of reference was having played the D&D beat 'em ups. So I was like, "Oh, okay, I can kind of see like where those evolved from." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this was kind of like the progenitor of of that. This is like, you know, you make you make your your first game and kind of build on that and say like, "What can we do better? What can we do different?" And I I feel like they really did a fantastic job kind of perfecting that with the D&D games, but you can kind of see the origins of that in in this and the King of Dragons. Totally. I think that the D&D games, uh, the D&D beat-em-ups are uh, much more complex mm-hmm. than uh, Knights of the Round. I feel like Knights of the Round is a pretty, is still a pretty straightforward mm-hmm. beat-em-up because there aren't any spells or anything like that in, in the game. And pretty much everyone's the same class. You can play as three different characters, but they're pretty much just dudes who swing swords or an axe. Yeah. yeah. Um, so slowly or quickly. Yeah. You decide yeah, you <laughs> the judge. So there are three characters in the game. Arthur, of course, mm-hmm. uh, who is kind of your, um, Mario. He's your Mario. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. your balance between like speed and power. Uh, he wields Excalibur, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, there is. Starts out as Excalibur. Excalibur, Excalibur eventually becomes Excalibur. Exactly. <laughs> uh, there is uh, Lancelot, and Lancelot is a speedy character, mm-hmm. but not very uh, powerful, mm-hmm. and he uses a saber. Is he Koopa Troopa then? Um, Toad? In, in doing the Mario Kart comparison? Yeah, I'll say yeah. I don't know, because it's like... It's got to be a light, a light-bodied, like... Maybe princess? Princess, yeah. yeah. Who's light, uh, who's light and, and fast? Yoshi? I usually play heavy, so I don't yeah. know. Mm-hmm. I play as like Mortimer. <laughs> He's heavy. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then there is uh, the the axe wielding, and I will say it in the Ready Player One pronunciation, Parzival. The Donkey Kong yep. Jr. or Bowser of the group. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He's the heavy hitter with an axe. Um, what I think is interesting is I didn't know this until reading the instruction manual after I played the game on Twitch, um, that like Percival has a dash attack and like none of the other ones do. Like Ah. if you do the standard, like double tap forward Capcom move, uh, Percival, he dashes. Interesting. Uh, That makes up a little bit for his slow speed. Cause he is, he is very slow. Yeah. Yeah. It does make up for that. Do you have a, uh, preferred, do you have a preferred character in, uh, in Knights of the Round? I tend to go for speed over power in these games. Maneuverability in in most games from the 90s is is just so much. 
as much as I like having a guy that can hit hard, I just it's I find it more effective to be fast than strong. So Lancelot's my boy. I liked Arthur. I like I like See, a, and I liked I like Parzival. You like Parzival? Yeah. All so right. I equate that that strength and slowness to defense. So sure. I actually choose characters like that. And there is a block in this game. Uh, a very important block. It is very important, mm-hmm. and one that I didn't use a lot because I'm not accustomed to that. Um, I'm very much like all attack essentially. Mm-hmm. So and it's but you're right. The block is incredibly important <laughs> yep. at certain points. Uh particularly some boss fights. Too important if you ask me. I agree. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, too important. Um and also I don't It's like you need to be good. Just block. Other otherwise you're not going to be able to do it. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think that you can get pretty far mm-hmm. I prove that you can get pretty far in the game <laughs> uh by just attacking. And there's a boss in the game where you are specifically supposed to block. He's like this giant dude with a hammer and it's like the fight mm-hmm. is designed for you to block and then when you block, you kind of you come in with your attack. But I'm so block adverse that it's <laughs> like I'll just use Mega Crush. I just use Mega Crush over and over and over again, which is, you know, jump and attack together mm-hmm. where you use a move, you do the Dark Knight, uh, where mm-hmm. you like use a, you get a powerful move at the expense of your HP. Yeah. Uh, because what I found out was that I could burn through Mega Crushes and die less total in that fight uh. than just him destroying me in three <laughs> hits. <laughs> I remember watching you get to him last night. It's like, what the fuck? God, that fight. Fuck that fight. Mm-hmm. And then I watched today. I watched. If a thwomp were a person. Yeah, really. Yeah. It is totally like if, yeah, if Shaq fucked a thwomp, that's the thing that you get. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I watched a YouTube video. I watched a long play today, and it's like, oh, that's how you do it. That's how you, you're supposed to block. Meanwhile, when I was streaming last night, I think. 80% of the words that Zalnop might have told me was block. 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 <laughs> block. Hey. Hey. Right. Hey. Listen. Yeah. And me and my mystery juice haze. I'm like, fuck it. We attack on this podcast. <laughs> so, yeah. We're playing like we're playing Sweekin' in Wars. Attack. Attack. <laughs> right. Attack. Yes, exactly. So, needless to say, I didn't finish this game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I gave it my best. Um, so, <clears throat> are there any other... Sp- Besides block and mega crush and your regular attack and stuff like that, is there anything else that's like special horse. about this game? Horse. horse. There <laughs> is horse. You're right. Which, again, from reading the instruction manual, never would have known this. And it might even be made up. It might have been something like the booklet people were like, this sounds good. Put this in. Uh, Arthur deals more damage when he is on a horse. I guess that's how they offset Parzival's dash, you know? Mm-hmm. Hmm. But you also can't block when you're on a horse. You can't block when you're on a horse. And you can definitely get knocked off, and you can definitely accidentally jump off your horse, and the horse is like, I'm free! And it runs away. It Robin Williams, Jeannie being free, just out of your life. <laughs> it does not hesitate. You accidentally jump off that horse, it's fucking gone forever. It's got a leveling system, which I thought was... Was I do like that very, novel. very, very much. Yeah. I like it too. Instead of, you know, gaining points to, to get a level up, or instead of gaining points to get an extra life or continue, you get to level up, um, which is, uh, I didn't, you maybe you guys can comment to this, but what what does the level up do? Does it increase your, your actual... You look cooler. You look cooler. <laughs> I think that's the biggest benefit. Is that is it? That you, you just get better cooler. armor and weapons? 
Yeah. Um, it, the the demo screen, they show like each character, right? Yeah. They show Arthur, like Arthur walks on the screen and you see Arthur's stats and it's like, okay, Arthur has like three power, three speed. And it's like, okay, cool. And then like Arthur walks a little bit farther and then they show you him at like the next level and it shows that he's got, oh, and now he's got four of each. I'll be honest with you. I couldn't tell a difference yeah. like playing through. Like I never felt like I was stronger. I, you know yeah. what I mean? I think it's one of those things where they level up the enemies at the same rate that you level up. So it effectively yeah. so stays it all the same. comes out in the wash. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what they do in King of Dragons as well. Like the enemies will get stronger, but you get to level up so that you can hit them with, you can kill them with the same amount of hits as you would have normally. But if you don't get those, those level ups, then it's, Except in, in unlike in this, uh, with King and Dragons, you can actually skip your level ups because they are, and I guess we'll get to this when we actually get to that game, but those are, your level ups come in the form of, uh, weapons and armor that you can pick up in the game that will, that will increase the power and defense that you have. And then in this game, you get it in the form of, points Mm -hmm. like you get a certain number of points and it's like you level up which i think is cool because it takes a meaningless system points yeah unless you're playing competitively which gets a beat-em-up come on yeah uh you're not doing not nick arcade you're fine (laughs) yeah it's good it's good it's good go back to act razor (laughs) uh but it's like it's cool because it's like oh you get something for these otherwise meaningless points yeah and i think i i think that's what drew me to these type of games back then because the idea of your sprite changing in the game was something that was very novel back then. And that's actually like what drew me a lot to, to Diablo when it first came out. I was like, Oh my God, your, your character changes depending on what armor you put on. Like, this is fucking cool. So the fact that Arthur and Percival and Lancelot can get like different looking armor and different looking swords. Percival gets a haircut. He gets, he's, he's, Got a bald head when he's at his highest level, which is uh, another thing. And a beard. Super cool. Yeah, he mm-hmm. turns into Scourge from the Thor comics. It's he awesome. Goes, he goes full Josh Nance. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Arthur, essentially at his max level, uh, turns into Arthur from Ghouls and Ghosts. Yep. He's got the gold armor with the red cape. Got and big old Percival is a, an anime character with essentially non-functional armor, just a really big shoulder pad. Yeah, pretty He's a much. Warcraft character. Yes. Yeah. Well, he reminded me of Charlotte from <laughs> Samurai Showdown. When I first uh, saw him, I was like, <laughs> "No, that was Lancelot." Like Charlotte. Lancelot's got the the Charlotte, right? Oh yeah. I'm sorry. I thought you said Lancelot. I got him uh, uh, yeah, yeah. mixed up in my mind. But yeah, you're right. Parzival's got that one shoulder yeah. armor. Sorry, this is where I got my weak shoulder, so I keep it heavily spiked. <laughs> it's, right. it's my baiting arm. I need to. I need to protect it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really like that. I guess if you're playing multiplayer, you have the option to chop food up mm-hmm. and treasure up to split it. I yeah, think that is a cool touch. I think that is neat. Uh, that way, if you're both hurt. You can both eat. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I like it. It makes sense. I have a sword. Here's a turkey. Oh, no, yep. we get multiple turkey. Yep. Uh, there are also salads, uh-huh. <laughs> endless salad bowls. <laughs> there are fruit platters uh, that you can use to get help. There's, I found a pork steak. Wow. All so right. That was nice. <laughs> um, and I'm glad you brought up multiplayer because this kind of ties in with what we were talking about with the level up system. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason it might work the way that it works, where it feels like you're not super more powerful at like say level 16 which is the max Mm -hmm. compared to like level 3 or whatever I think it might be because of the nature of the multiplayer because like think of it like at an arcade stand up 
they don't want someone to like come in the middle of a game and be like, oh, I don't want to play because you're level 16 and I'm going to jump in at level one. I'm mm-hmm. not going to be able to, to keep up. Mm-hmm. So I think that might have something oh, to do okay. with why okay. that like it, there isn't a huge that difference. That makes sense. That makes sense. Which I, I just would have wished they had expanded upon it like you got different special moves or yeah. mm-hmm. just, I mean, just to do something. It's a very, I like the idea. I like the concept. Yeah, I do too. Just wish they did a little more with it. Yeah. And Arthur's got like us, they've got like hidden special moves, which essentially show up at the end of a combo, which yeah. I think is cool that there are combos in this game. They're not like overt combos, but it's like you mash attack four times and then, you know, the character does a combo and they'll mm-hmm. usually finish it with like a big attack. Mm-hmm. You can access those big attacks um, outside of the combo uh-huh. yeah. by like a simple, like a simple input. Which is, yeah, which is something that, that similar games did did not have so i i just these little things that kind of differentiate it from other beat-em-ups from that era are are kind of neat i mean that and the look of it this like the actual the actual style and color and like the work that went into the sprites this is a very this is a very good looking game i thought i thought it's i think it's pretty yeah i was impressed i like the music i like the music too music um the music gets a little, uh, Phil, I think you mentioned this in the stream. The music gets a little street fightery. Do you know why? I do know why. Right. Cause I also looked up the composer. Okay. But you go ahead. <laughs> Ronald S. Street Fighter the <laughs> third. <laughs> but yeah, the guy is, I, I'm probably going to butcher this, but. So I wanted you to go. Iseo, <laughs> Iseo Abe. That's a, that's seems right to me. But but yeah, I, Abe. I I saw him and he he pretty much Isaru Abe. Iso Abe. Castlevania eggs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he pretty much had his his fingers in every Street Fighter pie in the nineties, um, either doing sound or music or composition or both. Or both. Um, yeah. I think the last Street Fighter game I saw on his resume was like Street Fighter. One of, one of the third Street Fighter Three Championship Turbo Mega Edition, whatever I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think he had done he had done a lot of Street Fighter stuff. Um, Cadillacs and dinosaurs is on that list. Is it? Really okay, kind of point that out. <laughs> I must have just like blanked over that because I didn't recognize what that was. I figured it was. It a looks typo. so stupid that your mind <laughs> just said that's not real. That's not, I get it. Okay, I get, I get it. Someone's so fucking with the, the same time pitch. period at all. <laughs> You're right. Cadillacs and dinosaurs. I prefer dodges and mammoths. <laughs> no, this is nonsense. <laughs> He did Tower of Doom, but he did not do Shadow over Mystara. Um, he did X Men: Children of the Atom. His, I know, I love that. His most oh. recent one, I didn't write down the the year, but he did Devil May Cry Four, um, which I think twenty eleven. Twenty eleven, okay. But, which I love it when I see a game that's like there's a composer who was doing stuff in the early '90s, and it's like, oh, they also did a game that like I realized 2011 was a long time ago, but to me it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that was a long time ago. You haven't run out of music yet? Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good. I, yeah, I thought the, I thought the music was great. I really I really thought that the the it looked good, it sounded good. I don't think the sound effects are great. No, I think the music is great. They don't know what hitting a person with metal sounds like because uh no. it sounds like kind of like a like a woman screaming i guess like yeah ah! kind of that's the yeah. sound that's the sound <laughs> when the sword hits that's the, what my blacksmith forge sounds like every time i forge a sword it's, ah! <laughs> ah! Ah! you know you're not making it right unless that sword moans yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm tempered, Daddy. <laughs> tempered, Daddy. Sixty nine. <laughs> message me. <laughs> message me. Uh, subscribe to my OnlyFans. <laughs> I uh, I'm always a fan of a good boss fight, mm-hmm. and I like the design for most of these bosses. Uh, they do all just. They're just jumbo, special drawn bosses. Yeah. Big dudes. Part. They're just yeah, they're just really big. It's like an NBA team got bored and decided <laughs> to like <laughs> fight children. It's like, it's like the actual. It's like Merlin pulled back an NBA team <laughs> back in time to fight King Arthur nice. and bejeweled them. All right, <laughs> bejeweled them. <laughs> yeah, uh, I thought the bosses were um, so. I guess my problem with the bosses is that the rest of the game kind of feels easy compared to the bosses. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's always like at the yeah. end, and I get it. That makes sense, right? Yeah. A boss is supposed to be difficult, but I felt like the spike at the end of each level was yep. like drastic. That is, it is, it is an unreasonable spike at the end of every level. And I think you, Phil, you hit it on the head earlier pre pre game when you were talking about how, yeah, it's clearly an arcade port designed to drain your quarters. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this was, entirely about I they didn't really balance it which I I get when you're just porting a game from the arcades to to the console um this was a game that was designed to just chew up quarters over and over again and and soak you out of your money um which does not uh does not do well does not translate when you have a limited number of continues in lives uh, sure because as as Dave you ran into um, in the stream, um, you you go into an end boss fight with half your continues, and he just absolutely mows through them with one or two hits. Like the end boss, yeah. Garibaldi, a coastal city in Oregon, great place to go clamming uh, on the Tillamook Bay. <laughs> love it. I love his chocolate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But like he's he's got attacks that like I, I like his setzer. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got attacks that can can fight through. He he doesn't get he doesn't pause when he gets hit. He can do an attack while he's yeah. getting hit. And so you're sitting there delivering damage, whittling away just little chunks at a time while he is hitting you for a, a quarter or a third of your life with each hit. And it's just yeah, it's it's disproportionate to the number of lives and continues that they give you. And I can see why it's such a a frustrating experience. Yeah. And it's, it's very true. And I mean, to be fair, I mean, all the enemies in this game are deadly. Um, it's just even Birdman, even Birdman, yeah, Batman, and Fatman. <laughs> Are these all failed medieval robot masters? Like, is that is that what's going on here? Because we've got <laughs> bourgeoisie <laughs> man wouldn't fit, so they called him Fatman. We got Swordman, uh-huh. Maskman, Fatman, Birdman. Bad Falcon. That's not a man. I just wanted to say Bad Falcon. Bad Falcon, by the way, if you haven't played this game, it's a falcon with a knife. That flies, it just flies with a knife. It's a pretty bad falcon. Oh, so it's a Pokemon. <laughs> Sir, what is that? Well, that is a bad falcon. <laughs> that over there is a good falcon. That is a bad falcon. That is a falcon with a poor home that life. Bad falcon listens to rap. <laughs> Uh, there are, there's Tall Man. Tall Man, who, who is a palette swap of the first boss. Scorn! Scorn. <laughs> who makes a Kefka laugh when he dies. 
I don't know why. I don't know if it's supposed to be him crying. Uh, you made him come. But you, that's a, that's, he's, he's a masochist. <laughs> you finished him. <laughs> I mean, it's that. And it's like, at first I was like, it's that Three Stooges Kefka laugh. Mm. And it's like, I don't I don't get why we, that is. Maybe it's because he knows he's coming back later as a regular enemy. <laughs> we got the sound. We got and the then there'll be, you'll fight two of him it. at the same time. Yeah. Which is, which is like a, a beat him up trope from like Double Dragon, yes. where you'd have, sure. uh, where you'd have, um, a Bobo, like multiple Abobos that sure. would be regular enemies after beating him the first level. So that's, I feel like this, this is, this game is such a combination of beat em up tropes. Like you, you can like grab a little bit of Final Fight and a little bit of Golden Axe and Streets of Rage and X-Men. And it's just like if a, if a 12 year old made a graveyard soda of beat em ups, it yeah. would be this game. <laughs> well, I kind of like, I mean, I kind of like that. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, mm-hmm. I, and it's funny that, like, it's funny that you mentioned rap earlier because, like, beat em ups kind of remind me of hip hop in a way where it's like, beat em ups are not afraid to take things from other beat em ups and, like, mm-hmm. just put them in the game. Right. You know? So it's like almost like sampling to a point mm-hmm. where it's like, Elevator level. Yeah, elevator yeah. level. And then it just becomes a thing. <laughs> yeah. Enough of them do it. And it's like, by the way, Knights of the Round doesn't have an elevator level, but it's a, maybe a bad example. <laughs> no train but level But it's either. like, right, yeah. Jumbo bosses, all right. All right, they're all just bigger. Right. There we go. Yeah, Fine. exactly. But there was a, so I, there was I like a level right before the Iron Golem and on the last level where you'd have these big spiked mace balls kind of just come down, and it was like totally a turtles in time or TMNT kind of situation. And I was, I was like, Oh, okay. There's a, there's another type of, of either reference or homage, or I guess this came out in 91. So it was probably came out before it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Percival jumps and goes, Ow, my toes. (laughs) (laughs) Who turned out the lights? Um, so, um, so I lost my train of thought earlier. Um, this, this is like, Everything is deadly in this game. Even Birdman, like you were saying, like Birdman can, if you just sit there, Birdman can kill you in four hits. Mm. It's mm. not like Final Fight where it's like. Imagine you get hit in the face with an axe four times like you were dead. I know. <laughs> so it's like, I on one, and I get it, right? I get it. It's, it's not quite Bushido Blade, but. but right. <laughs> but it's still pretty clear. I mean, yeah. All you have to do is like fuck up once and it's like, yeah. God damn it. Yep. There it goes. Yep. Which I know there's a block in it, but again. I'm all attacked. It's a be- it's a beat 'em up. <laughs> yeah. What beat 'em up has blocks? Like I think that's that's it's not a block 'em up. It's a beat 'em up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I and I'm okay with a block and a beat 'em up. It's just with the weapons, it feels it feels weird because like you can't just hold block. You press block and you block with the weapon for like three seconds and then the block is over. Mm. Like it. it, it yeah, mom's ends. tired. So right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Makes sense. I'm the I'm the king of Britain. Fuck my arms, tired. Man. Jesus. This holy sword is heavy <laughs> as fuck. Um, other enemies that I definitely want to talk about mm-hmm. because uh, Kyle from the Experience Grind podcast and uh, Animal Talking podcast, he hopped in the stream to point out, hey, dude, there are tiger balls in this game. And I was like, there are tiger balls in this game? I knew there were tigers because you fight tigers called mad tigers. Mad tigers. They're pissed. And. If you pause the game right after you hit them, very similar to like pausing when Chun-Li is doing her <laughs> kick, but instead of trying to see um, 
Chun Li's upskirt. You're trying to see Tiger Balls. Tiger hey, ball, every, all all yeah. views are, are present. It's fine. Right. You can totally. There are as there's absolutely tiger genitals in this game, <laughs> and I love that it came out on the Super Nintendo. And there's just tiger balls in the game. Yeah, you paused at the right moment, and I saw a tiger and a tiger saw man. <laughs> This is the Joe Exotic of beat 'em ups. All right. God bless the Japanese. Like I, I feel like they, they are all about like putting anatomically correct characters into video games, and Nintendo America is just like, no, Americans don't want that. We got to eliminate them. So try and try and sneak them by the censors whenever they can. <laughs> you can't have a butthole cut of movie cats. No, <laughs> take them out. <laughs> well, like. The reason I love the the tiger balls in this game so much, you can fucking quote me on that. You can put that on the back of the box if you want. The reason <laughs> I love the tiger balls in this game so much is because in other games, like out of this world, where they're like, okay, we're just going to take that but, tiny little butt crack off of that, yep, that alien. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It just gives me delight because you know they didn't, they didn't even realize it was in the game. Yep. <laughs> well, um, anybody else have any... Last feelings about this game? I have a very important question. Uh-huh. We haven't talked about the power-ups much. Okay. okay. Um, we talked about the food that you can get, mm-hmm. and we talked about summoning the horse, I guess, mm-hmm. with like a chess piece. Um, there are – so Merlin has hidden all these items. All the power-ups are from Merlin. Mm-hmm. And one of the items that he's hid is a green orb. The green orb transmutes your enemies into food. Oh, damn. So my question to you is mm. – if someone transmuted a human into food, would you eat it? And if you ate it, mm. is that cannibalism? Would you eat it in bed? I mean, <laughs> if I'm going to eat it, I mean, that seems like a would pretty good place. Would you eat it and then fuck your wife? <laughs> <laughs> it would depend on the type of food and the person. Like, would it would it taste? If it turned into steak, that's a little weird. Okay, they turn into turkey. Uh, and there's, there's turn to a Snickers bar. It's like that's different enough. Ooh, I think a Snickers bar is it is different, but isn't that gross? Because it's, like, it's gooey. Would would I <laughs> right. would I eat another human if they were made out of bird meat? Well, here's the thing: the I've only found one green orb in the game, and the enemies that are transmuted are, in fact, Birdman's. <laughs> so it's like when it happened, I was like, "Is this just like a really uh, clever like joke?" I think it is. I think it is because it's very weird to have Birdman of all fucking people. He doesn't even have a bird. Like, yeah, why is he called uh, Birdman? I think just the the beak helmet that he wears. Yeah, is it a? Yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah, I guess that's. I I don't know. I feel like that's a stretch, but you're probably right. Yeah. I like to think that they're actually turkeys. <laughs> these, these the enemies here. They all just feel like they were. They were. You know, placeholder names that we're gonna we're gonna come up with something better afterwards. Yeah. And so let's just fuck it. Let's just put sword man, fat man, bird man, tall man, whatever. Yep. Um, the yep. only person that doesn't get that is Buster S. Buster <laughs> and Buster F. There's a I Buster don't know F? the difference. Okay. Buster. There's a Buster F in Twitch chat. It was Buster Fumke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Buster Smalls. There was uh, in Twitch chat. It was it was suggested that maybe it's Buster Slow and Buster Fast. Oh, interesting. Mm. But I don't know that I you know I don't know that I noticed a difference in their speed or anything. Because I didn't fight them like right next to each other, kind of deal. So I, I don't know, but I am really curious what their original names in like in 
Japanese were. Yeah. Like, were they like, are, were the Japanese kids over there also laughing about the ridiculous names? <laughs> and by the way, <laughs> Phil, you, we, we brought up Fat Man. We have to talk about Fat Man before yeah. we get off of enemies. He's Husky Man at best. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he, he's more fit than I am. Yeah. He is, he's Stocky Man because, uh, Buster S and Buster, Buster F, those are the real Fat Man. <laughs> yes. And and I don't I don't know who was in charge of of handing out the nicknames in in Garibaldi's um army but definitely like I feel like it was um I feel it was it was like an Ashley Shake type character of just like here's Here's like, oh, here's Fat Man Jake eating that turkey. Oh, Fat Man. <laughs> Look at that Fat Man. And then just stuck. And Buster S is over there like sweating bullets like, oh, man, I got out of this. I got out of this real good. For someone you have never met and only heard a small God. handful of times on the show, you have perfectly encapsulated. God, I love that you did that. That brought me so much joy. But even like Muramasa, who is like kind of a weirdly placed enemy in this like Arthurian game, because yeah, yeah. he's a samurai. Yep. And I mean, I get it. I, okay, that's cool. Like, but it's also kind of out of the blue. It's like you're in this like medieval village, and then like you go through a cave, and you come out on the other side of the cave, and it's like it the like feudal Japan. The, um, that is a very right. long cave. Where are we? <laughs> And it's like, yeah, you come out and it's all that tall grass, like Ninja Gaiden style. <laughs> and then, yep, there's a samurai uh, who there's also- Marco Polo laying down silk <laughs> down all around this path. And then you find a samurai. He's... Who also has a gut. Yeah. Which oh, is yeah. the size of Fat Man. He's, he's got a big old belly. That is, the, that, is, that is the fattest samurai I've ever seen. Yeah, it's true. A gut gin samurai. <laughs> <laughs> but this has a kind of the, the trope of beat-em-ups this has a lot of palette swaps a lot of characters that are just we're just gonna keep throwing the same six to ten enemies at you and i get that what what drives me absolute like what i feel is like a a big failing is this uh, in this game is that the end boss garibaldi is a palette swap of an earlier boss that's wearing different armor. Like the there's an earlier boss, the Arlen, Silver Lord or whatever. Yeah, who's the? It's literally the exact same sprite with silver armor, and then they reskin him with gold armor for the end boss, which is I feel it is a pretty, pretty cheap for a final pretty boss. big failing yeah. on this part. Yeah, and he's essentially Thanos too, by the way, because like he's got all these like rings on his on his finger, and like a lot of his moves are like energy projection like yeah. he'll like slam the ground and it's like purple energy like shoots out like you know that that simpsons episode where it's like homer is made of gold and he's like got big rings and jewels falling from him that's essentially the end boss of of this yeah i hear that i heard like so i was asking desperately in twitch chat like please help like what's a strategy i can use someone mentioned that like at some point in the fight his crown will fall off his head and if you pick it up it gives you like a, a full heal oh interesting which i think is nice huh. but i don't think i ever got him to that point or yeah. if i did i just didn't realize that it happened because i'm that fucking cool scrambling point. yeah so that's as far as i made it i made it to the end boss and then man I, and i tried again today and still couldn't do it so it's like maybe one day maybe one day i'll go back and try to beat this i really like the iron golem boss Let's see, it's a boss that took up like half the screen that was just a mechanical suit of armor you had to bust the gears up in the middle of. Another one that block was all important. Yeah, it's definitely needed. There's a little swinging uh, morning star sort of thing. Big battering arm. Yeah. yeah. 
That was like the the sub boss before Garibaldi. Yeah. Uh, and I also um, I'm glad you brought that up because blocking is definitely you have to use blocking in that fight. Essentially, um, something that I missed blocking made me think of this. Something that I missed in this game very much from beat 'em ups uh, are throws. I really missed throwing mm-hmm. because like. That it's typically in a beat 'em up how I manage the battlefield because it's like I want all the enemies on one side of the screen and I cannot do that mm-hmm. in uh, Knights of the Round. I have to mm. maneuverability is like way more important in this game than I feel like a, a regular beat 'em up. Yeah. Um. So that was that took a little bit of getting used to because like I because I'm attack 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 I'm used to getting like right up in an enemy's face mm-hmm. so that I can pick them up and throw them on the other side of the screen with yeah. all the other enemies mm-hmm. yeah so that bit me in the ass several times <laughs> because it's like here i am and it's like slam slam <laughs> dead <laughs> oh, we shit. see you right i think this would it would be interesting to have like a grappler in this game because i do think that that grappling character would break the game i have just been banned from our rate my ass <laughs> if you heard that that buzz buzz wait wait rate my ass rate my rate. ass yeah. rate. okay enunciate <laughs> that t please <laughs> have you not like Man. gone in there i guess this is probably coming retroactively to your post you've made it you i assume you've changed your password and re-secured your account uh, I have tried. I cannot think. I guess I need to be on a desktop because okay. the mobile oh. app will not let me. <laughs> so I'm still just getting these alerts. At this point, just just throw the Reddit account away and start a new one. Yeah, what's your mm-hmm. karma like on there? That's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then no, never mind. Yeah, get the get it's it. It's like a then. seven year account with karma and seven year um, account means um, nothing to me because yeah. I also have a seven year account yeah. and like five karma. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> I have more karma on my porn account that I specifically set up. <laughs> Just give it like every now and then I'll run across something and I'll be like, I have the source for that. Yeah. Copy paste. <laughs> That's probably the best way to get karma. On <laughs> it's, I mean, you'd be surprised how many people do not give a shit. I don't give a shit a lot of times. If someone posts a source, it's like, great, click. Yeah. No, I didn't, <laughs> I do, I've never upvoted a source uh, link, period. You're what's wrong with the world. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, be the change you How want to see. Rude. <laughs> How rude. How <laughs> rude. Well, you guys have any achievements for this game? Got a few. What you got, Phil? Um, I have got I've got three achievements. I've got Knights of the Ground Pound, which you can achieve by turning this game off and instead playing Super Mario World to Yoshi's Island the <laughs> Game I thought of you were going to say turn this off and fuck your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the game of the month in the Tadpog Discord Super Nintendo uh, channel. Um, which I'm I'm still in World One. I'm I'm just just bits and crumbs kind of working my through, way through it. But I'm you're farther it. than I am. I oh, haven't yeah. started okay. yet. Ultima Online. Yeah. <laughs> uh, second achievement I have is Knights of the Round Mound of Rebound. Which is, you get that for turning this game off and instead playing Barkley Shut Up and Jam Gaiden because <laughs> Charles Barkley was the round mound of rebound. What do you guys got? I've got some uh, 13 achievements came in from Twitch chat. So thanks for that. Perfect. Uh, these are my favorites. Uh, thank you to everyone who submitted. Uh, please come back on uh, next Sunday and we'll we'll do this again. Uh, the first achievement I've got is coming in from Bovine Bear Matt. 
And I, I brought it. I'm, I like this achievement, but I also it leads into a conversation that I want to have. Uh, and I feel like Phil is a good person to have on for this lead up. Mm-hmm. But the achievement is Meat Lovers Pizza. Mm. And in order to unlock Meat Lovers Pizza, beat Knights of the Round with Arthur, Lancelot, and the other guy. <laughs> also eat a whole pizza from Round Table Pizza. Nice. <laughs> Round table pizza is something that I never heard about until people, I guess, from the West Coast started coming into the Twitch chat. Yeah. Is that like a big, it's like round, is it like round table pizza? Like, is that a big like thing it is, there? It is, it is not, but it is, oh, okay. it is a chain, it is a chain <laughs> okay. here. And there was, I've been to, I used to go to round table pizza all the time when, um, there was a, back when Wonderland was at its peak and this was, like the Wonderlands in the area have really fallen by the wayside, but in the early nineties, John, John Mayer, <laughs> you know, pizza's a Wonderland. Alice, yeah. <laughs> but um, I I probably had five consecutive birthdays where we would go to a round table pizza and then go to a Wonderland for like five hours and just play our guts out. And round table they had. Uh, at least the chain that I went to, the, the restaurant I went to, had uh, free play arcade machines in, okay. in their lobby, which we would, of course, play the the hell out of. So uh, I, haven't, sure. I haven't been to a roundtable pizza in probably two decades, but I'm sure they still exist somewhere around the, the Portland metro area. Are they kind of like in the same tier as like a showbiz pizza or like a Chuck E. Cheese? No. Or would you like no, a Gaddyland? I feel Ooh. like they're more like a, a pizza parlor, but without kind of like the bells and whistles for, for kids sort of thing. Um, with a name like – with their name, I would think the opposite. Yeah. I would feel like it's very like medieval times like mm-hmm. kind of thing, and, which also I've never been to a medieval time. Animatronic Percival mm-hmm. up there like gyrating his metal ass. <laughs> right. I just went to the Dixie Stampede once. That's the, pretty close to medieval time. I'm not familiar with the Dixie Stampede. Medieval time only. It's the Civil War theme. And it's the North versus the South. <laughs> Is that nearby? Oh, it was. Um, it was Gatlinburg, I think. Okay, okay, all right. So yeah, I mean, yep. kind of nearby. Does the South win every time at Dixieland? <laughs> <laughs> I think the time I went, the North won. I remember. Remember that happening, and people were sad. Boo. Sir, what will you have to eat tonight? I'll have the uh, South will fry again. Very good, sir. <laughs> Next achievement. This is actually kind of a shared achievement, okay. because um, uh, there are two that are very similar that I both love. Uh, from Chris Murray, a.k.a. Just a Punk, Threat Level Midnight. Night with a K. <laughs> In order to unlock threat level midnight, defeat the first boss, aka Michael Scarn. <laughs> and then uh Doc's achievement was Scorn in the USA. In order to unlock Scorn in the USA, defeat Scorn on your first try because you're number one. <laughs> Uh, and then the last achievement I have comes in from Nick P seventy one eighty six, and that is now go away or I shall taunt you a second time. Uh, in order to unlock now go away or I shall taunt you a second time, lose against the boss. All right, definitely, All right. definitely happy. Yeah. Me. Yep. Tyler, do you have any achievements? Um, <laughs> roast turkey is people. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, like that. But in the green orbit, eating them, eating them people. All right. 
Okay, I've got a good got one. A, got another one in there? Nope. <laughs> I've got a good Helen one. Helen that well. <laughs> oh, it's dry. <laughs> without an actual like achievement for it, but the Ballad of Buster S. <laughs> and I don't know what you get. I don't know. Turn off the game and watch the Ballad of Buster Scruggs because that's a good. That's a good movie. <laughs> so, Phil, mo- I think all of your achieve- uh, your achievements involve turning the game off. <laughs> I know. Did you like this game? <laughs> I, I love this game, but I, I essentially just made achievements that are references to other material and didn't know how to tie it into the game. So. Sure, I get the theme. I'm just curious. Like, <laughs> I just I'm curious if you like the game. I mean. Usually when you're like the achievement involves shutting the game off yeah. or like kicking the game across the room, <laughs> typically it's uh, it, it reflects poorly on the game. No, that's just laziness on my part of actually co- <laughs> coming up right, okay. with some tie to Buster Scrug and uh, Buster S. <laughs> so you so you do like the game. I love this game. Yeah, I think this is this is a great beat em up and I'm, I'm kind of annoyed. Not an, I don't know. It's I feel like it should have been on. Or near the top 100 list. All right. So now you're getting yep, now you're now you're getting ask. to what I was driving yep. at because I am curious. Do you guys think that this game belongs on IGN's top 100 Super Nintendo games? I do. I mean, I'd say kick Final Fight out of the 100 spot, and put this in it. I I, I think this is better than Final Fight. I think it could go higher. I agree. And my axe. I agree. Mm-hmm. But let me let me. Just so we can refresh, these were the beat-em-ups that were on IGN's top 100 okay. list, starting from the bottom. And some of these I took liberties with. Some of these are kind of a stretch. Okay. Final Fight at 100. Mm-hmm. Better than that. Super Double Dragon at 92. Better than that. I agree. It is, yeah. Maximum Carnage at 85. Yeah. yeah. Better, than, better that. than that. The Death and Return of Superman at 81. Better yeah. than that. Yeah. X-Men Mutant Apocalypse at 78. That's where it stops for me. Yeah. And that's a stretch because X-Men Mutant Apocalypse is kind of like beat up platformer. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it, it's adjacent. And then from there, you have Turtles of Time, Turtles in Time. Yeah, it's not better than that. It's not better than that. And then Legend of the Mystical Ninja, which is also kind of like a hybrid. And R- I don't RPG think it's, beat them up. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's better than that. But I do think it belongs somewhere between 78 and 81. Yeah. I yeah. I feel like that's a good place. Cause I, I looked up some rankings, some ratings, and this was, I mean, it was kind of not panned. By video game magazines, but it was definitely kind of perceived as like, okay, this is just another arcade beat em up port, easily forgettable sort of. You know, GamePro gave it a 3.5 out of 5. It got pretty average ratings, but I feel like the stuff that made it average in 1994 uh, makes it stand out in 2020. Like, this game has, has, can stand the test of time and it has a lot going for it because it borrowed from or used all these different tropes from successful beat-em-ups and kind of combined them into this one pretty good-looking uh, game. So I think yeah. I think what made it bad or what made it forgettable in the 90s makes it very memorable in 30 years later. I, I agree with that. I also think that it being ported and released three years after the arcade game came out, oh, yeah. I think heard it probably in 94 when it came out. Yeah. I mean, because this, I mean, like that's that's a long time for an arcade port. I this feel came like. out the same year as what Chrono Trigger and and Final Fantasy three, right? Uh, I think Chrono Trigger was might have been later than that. Okay, but, I don't recall. But yeah, I mean ninety four ninety four. I feel like is a very very seminal time for Super Nintendo, and for this to come out then 
it's going to be kind of overshadowed by a lot better titles at the time. Yeah, Chrono Trigger, March eleventh, ninety five. Um, I do think that I, I don't know. I think it, I think it's a really good game. I think it's also important to say it shouldn't be important to say, but because Final Fight is brought up so often, it is important to say that Knights of the Round is multiplayer. Two people can play at the same time. Uh-huh. Something that you could not do in Final Fight on the Super Nintendo. It was a three-player game in the arcades, which was pretty cool. Which makes sense because, like, with again, with splitting the food up into four mm. into quarters, you know, it, that that makes sense to me now. Because, like, I feel like you could just split it in half if it's just two players. But do you guys have a favorite night of the round? Like, just in general. I don't even know if enough are really about them all. Well, I have a quiz that I've put together haphazardly called, Ooh. Can You Name All the Knights of the Round? <laughs> I may have done nope. some research on this, so... <laughs> how many How many can you do from memory, Phil? From memory, um, there's Sir Bors the Younger. Uh, oh, you're going to nail this. If you got Sir Bors the Younger as you're leading out, you're like Babe Ruth well, coming out and pointing. Sir, yeah. Well, Sir, Sir Bors was one of the Holy Grail... Monty Python knights that got killed by the rabbit. So he's. Oh, really? Yeah, I l- actually looked on his Wikipedia page and he was. He <laughs> nice. was uh, supposedly like very loyal and very brave and like would do anything for Sir. for, for King Arthur, um, which. I thought it was Sir Robin who was very brave. Sir Robin wasn't, <laughs> wasn't a knight. That was apparently, at least on the Wikipedia page, he was not listed. Among them, I, I was kind of surprised at that. Um, you are well studied, Phil. Sir Robin is, in fact, not on this list. Yeah, um, I, <laughs> I was trying to throw you off. I was a British literature major before I became a journalism major. So um, uh, we are so fu- I'm so <laughs> fucked on this. <laughs> I did read Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, um, which was which uh, he. I actually think of Sir Gawain before I think of Percival, uh, but I think that's just my 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 college background. Uh, Galahad uh, is the one. I actually quizzed Bulbasaur on this. I was like, all right, last, last <laughs> night, I was like, all right, Knights of the Round Table, except for Lancelot, who is the next one that you think of? Because I kind of feel that Percival is a little bit above his station here. Like, I don't, I don't think Percival is the next best and the next most, most well-known knight besides Lancelot. Lancelot. I could probably honestly f- name. I, before I looked this up, I probably could have named Galahad and Lancelot, mm-hmm. and then probably would have forgotten about Percival. Uh-huh. You know, if it hadn't been for this game. So the um the Empire Empire and Puzzles Arthurian sort of expansion event has, of course, Arthur, mm-hmm. Lancelot, mm-hmm. Guinevere, not a knight, Lady of the Lake, not a knight, uh, the Black Knight from Monty Python. His special ability is you hit him and it does no damage, and he goes, "Oh, just a flesh wound." Gotcha. It's really it's a pretty powerful tank. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's there's Bedivere, which I only know because of um, Monty Python. Monty Python. Yeah. Uh, there's Tristan, which I only know because I remember that from looking it up. <laughs> um, I think that's about it. I, there's. There's there's Sir KB Toys. <laughs> I remember. Okay, Sir K. <laughs> yes. And there's Sir uh, Lamarack. Lamarack. Uh, there's Sir Geraint. Geraint. Ger ain't. I'm Geraint. Very good. <laughs> uh, let's see. You, we got you got Lancelot. You got Gawain. 
Uh, Gawain, I'm very bad at this. Yeah. Uh, Garant, 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 <laughs> uh, Parzival, Sir Bors the Younger, Lamarock, Sir Kay, Sir Gareth, Sir Bedivere, which I really want to say Belvedere because, you know, <laughs> Belvedere, <laughs> uh, Sir Gaharis, Gaharis, Phil? Ring a bell? No. Uh, Sir Galahad and Sir uh, Tristan. And there's, I see, mm. I actually have the Wikipedia page pull up. Palamedes? All right, see, I don't have that Palamedes? One. Palamedes? I don't know. Go fish. I don't have that In one. different <laughs> stories, there are different numbers of knights ranging from 12 to more than 150. Uh, so they, well, it's the telling of Arthur from different viewpoints. Yeah. That's why we have, yeah, this is the rich tapestry mm. that this weaves. Which, which were the knights from um, King Arthur and the Knights of Justice? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Sir Brian, Sir Chuck, Sir Wheels. <laughs> Sir Braxton, Sir Jackson. <laughs> Sir, Sir Burger King Mighty Kids Club. <laughs> <laughs> You got any more of questions? I do. I have some more questions. So we all agree this belongs on IGN's top 100 Super Nintendo yeah. Yeah. games. Um, but Tyler, if you were to buy this game, how much do you think it would be? I'm not going to participate because since I don't own this game, I looked it up to try and see um, whether I would want to buy it or not. Okay. You don't sound like you do, Phil, so I'm going to say $45. That, $45. That feels like a good answer. I can't remember exactly, but it was it was not a um, easily... I'm going to buy that right now kind of purchase. Yeah. This is according to, according to Flopsy, our friend Flopsy, who we mm. haven't visited with in a long time, mm. the, a.k.a. the Ultimate Nintendo Guide to the SNES Library, 1991-1998, by Pat Contry, courtesy of Master Mold Mike. This game is listed as an uncommon game. Mm, okay. And the actual retail value of Knights of the Round, loose, on average, according to PriceCharting.com, at the time of this recording, is $73.42. Uncommon? It's listed as an uncommon game we've, in Flopsy. We've had they also gave it a four-star rating in Flopsy. Okay, I nice. feel like that's pretty good for Flopsy. Yeah, yeah it's very good. We've had that. uncommon games that were like $5, though. It's true. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. I so don't since know. the book was published, somebody went and bought them all up and destroyed them. My guess is it's uncommon, it's Capcom, and it's a good game. Yeah. I feel like those three, I don't th I don't feel like uh, anyone wants to get rid of it. I yeah. feel like that's okay, what's that's driving fair. the price up. I feel like there are a lot of uncommon games. units sold, not what's available. Right, yeah. That, that's my that's my guess. Because there are plenty of uncommon games that I feel like people do not care to get rid of. Yeah. You know, because they're shit games. They're made by publishers or developers that no one has heard of. But Capcom is like, Capcom was king. Them and Konami, they were king back then. Mm -hmm. And I still feel like that name carries weight. And uh, I feel like, yeah, uh, it, it makes sense to me. It sucks because I do want this game. Mm -hmm. I do not want to pay seventy five dollars for it. Yeah. I don't that I don't want it that much. Mm -hmm. um, I'd pay like thirty dollars. Yeah, yeah, like a thirty dollar. Yeah, I yeah. feel like I could. I could, I'm with you. I could do that, you know, and feel yeah. like I haven't like made a poor decision. Yeah, I think. But seventy five bucks, that's tough. I think thirty, yeah. I'd be fine with. Forty is about my limit. And then any, anywhere, like, I can't justify. Because, like, I'm, what, I'm going to play this game once, maybe, if I own it? Yeah. Or... And I feel like that's a testament to the game, how good it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're actually, this game is, like, not, it came out in 1994, and we're literally like, yeah, I'd pay $30 for it. Yeah. 
I feel like that's a testament to, to how good this game mm-hmm. is. Yeah. I guess it's the highest we'd rank a game uh, since we started doing the randomizer. Until we get to Lufia. Yeah, Lufia. That's- Prince of Persia, I feel like we'd, we'd put on the list fairly high. Lufia's a top yeah. 50, I feel. I you know you know I don't I don't entirely dis- I want to revisit it but I don't entirely disagree at this point. Yeah, Tyler. Yes, Dave. I have some more questions mm-hmm. specifically for you. Mm-hmm. If you were to give this game a beard mm-hmm. that sums up how you feel about it, what kind of beard would it be? Uh, the very long white semi prehensile beard of one Merlin. Oh, my tamer Sardius on the yeah. ultimate. Oh, oh, Merlin. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> oh, that guy. <laughs> Same person. <laughs> a Merlin's beard. Merlin's beard. Merlin's it's good. Beard. I like the my Merlin's yeah. beard. I do like the pre- prehensile mm. uh, modifier. You can do a little beard. bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I'm surprised we didn't talk about uh, how the scene in Sword in the Stone. Uh, the squirrel scene in Sword of the Stone. Still breaks my heart. Yeah. <laughs> We've gone to that well too many times, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Tyler. That's the incels. That's the small <laughs> incel part of me. He's like, the girl just likes you. Just fucking do it. Just Who fu- cares if she's a squirrel? Just she fuck the squirrel. Sense. Come on. <laughs> Did you know that? You're a squirrel? It's fine. <laughs> no one's going to judge you. Know you? That, that squirrel Who's gonna know? is the incel mascot on Reddit. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that or not. <laughs> Tyler. Yes, Dave. If you were to give this game a pair of glasses that sums up how you feel about it, what kind of glasses would it be? I would give it uh, basically the the reflection of the Lady of the Lake in the oh. water oh. coming out to give you a sword because you're very surprised. Oh, yeah. Didn't expect this oh. to be so good. It's, right. it's like the randomizer's the Lady of the Lake oh, and bestowing yeah. upon us. Our Ray Liotta of the Lake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Liotta of the Lake. There you go. Yes. Put that on the back of the box. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. I love those. The Excalibat, which is just a very nice baseball bat Ray Liotta gives you from a lake. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all I got for Nothing from, from Knights of the Green. Round. I do have some more questions. Uh, they are okay. probably, maybe not Knights of the Round related. I'm oh, not sure. All right. We do have a quiz that came in from Name Ross Rachel these Green. round objects. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this quiz is entitled Beat 'em Off. All right. <laughs> I am a <laughs> I am a big fan of side scrolling beat 'em ups and when the SNES was still popular, I played as many of the what? genre as I could find. Ross, it's still it's still super popular. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. There I have a big Ross. book that says that it's super popular. I know you're just you're on the Isle of Man trapped away from civilized society, so you just don't understand the Super Nintendo is still popular. It's incredibly popular. But you do have, of course, I know you have Jeff the Talking Mongoose on the the Isle of Man. I'm sorry, so. what? Jeff the Talking Mongoose. Yeah? Who's uh, uh who's that? Uh Jeff the Talking Mongoose. I just happened to listen to a last podcast on the left episode where they're talking about Jeff the Talking Mongoose from the Isle of Man, which is They didn't a, have him on? A cryptid <laughs> a uh cryptid creature from around World War Two. What's his family just all sorts of shit. Like propaganda shit? <laughs> like racist propaganda shit. Really? He's a, a chaotic neutral mongoose spirit type thing <laughs> that a, that quote unquote a family just their boredom on the Isle of Man yeah. from being city people they just manifested from the astral plane Jeff the talking mongoose which has been researched whether or not he's actually real or not well did you so know Ross please find <laughs> Some memorabilia for Jeff the Talking Mongoose and send it to me. <laughs> Much like the UFO footage that has been released during COVID-19, I, there's probably Jeff the Talking Mongoose footage that has also come out at the same time, of is course. my guess. 
there has to be a band called Jeff the Talking Mongoose. <laughs> Probably. That's what Jimmy Eat World was originally going to be called. <laughs> uh Ross continues. I almost said Jeff continues. <laughs> uh, Ross the Talking Mongoose continues. Knights of the Round is one I am not familiar with from the before times, but played fairly recently. It seems like a popular genre for the time. And so here are 10 questions about beat-em-ups on the Super Nintendo. Some you will have played, others you will have to look forward to. Gentlemen, are you ready to begin? Yes. All right. First question. This game is named after one of the fighters, but also stars a mummified alien, token ninja, and a baby in a mech suit. Captain Commando, 1991. Sounds good. It's part of the Capcom beat-em-up bundle that uh, you were talking about earlier, Dave. Yeah, I've played that. I'm just trying to figure out... Oh, I see. This game is named after one of the fighters in that game. Yeah. I was thinking uh, Arthur, Parsifal, Lancelot. <laughs> yes. Okay, yes. Captain Commando, locking it in. Do you want to take a stab at what year that came out? 91, I think. I, I think it's 91. I think it's all part locking of Locking it in. Yeah. 1991, Captain Commando. Very well done. Very well done, Phil. Next question. This game sees four brothers fighting through a variety of time periods. Turtles, Turtles in Time. Turtles in Time. 1994? Four? Yeah, sure. Like, it feels Three? like late, but maybe not as late as I think it I is. Don't, yeah, I think they struck when the iron was hot okay. on Turtles Mania, so I feel like it would have probably been earlier. 93? 93? 93. Sure. 93, locking it in. TMNT, Turtles in Time. It is, in fact... 1991. Wow. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, wow. Turtles in Time. Wow. <laughs> I did not realize that it was out Man. that early. Yeah. That's impressive. So what? I guess the original must it have come sense. out. It makes sense. I played it in that house when I was in like third, third or fourth grade. Yeah. So. Jeez. Next question. This game is very different to its arcade counterpart, which measured the strength of your punches to do damage to your enemy. So I know that the original Street Fighter um, measured like your damage based on how hard you hit the button, but that's not on the Super Nintendo. Also, so it's not, probably not. Also, not uh, a beat 'em up. Also, not a beat 'em up. But we've seen fighters thrown in. We've seen the genre cross before in mm -hmm. these quizzes. So, can you read that one more time for me? Yes, this game is very different to its arcade counterpart, which measured the strength of your punches to do damage to your enemy. Did Mortal Kombat in the arcade do that, where then you could strengthen your punches by chopping the ice blocks? That was like a test your might okay. segment. Yeah, I don't think it actually had any influence on your on your fighting mm -hmm. capabilities. I'm at a loss here. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a Super Nintendo game that is very different than that a Super Nintendo beat 'em up that is very different to its arcade counterpart. We had that measured the strength of your punches. We had named a whole bunch of them earlier. I'm trying to think of which one of those would have been arcade ports. Cowboys of Moo Mesa. Cowboys of Moo Mesa, punching udders, locking <laughs> it in. 1948. It is, in fact, Perfect. 1991 Sonic Blast Man. You know, that old classic Sonic Blast Man. <laughs> Never heard of this game ever. Uh uh. I'm going to have to look it up whether or not, like, what the arcade version of it is. Is it yeah. something you literally punched? Next question. This game, based on a popular movie of the time, features a vigilante fighting an aquatic bird enemy. 
popular movie. <laughs> Ray Liotta's Goodfellas? Vigilante. <laughs> aquatic bird enemy would be the penguin. So the it's penguin. A, so it's a Batman game. Is it Batman? Batman Forever? Re- well, it, it would be Returns, wouldn't it? Batman Returns. Batman Returns? Yeah. All right, yeah. Batman Returns. Batman Returns. What year do you guys think that was? 92 was when Batman Returns came out because I recently watched that with Harold Arthur. Nice. How did that go? Uh, he enjoyed it. We actually went through the whole, we've gone through the whole 90s Batman um, series, uh, watching its slow, rapid descent into absolute <laughs> chaos. Thank you very much, Joel Schumacher, you piece of gar- so, you garbage director. So Forever is, is Arthur's favorite, right? He, it was, you know, Arthur is kind of in that wheelhouse for, you know, cartoony, stupid action movies. So he wasn't as turned off by it as, as Bulbasaur and He's I were. Joey Shoe's target audience. Yeah, there we go. exactly. It was, it was essentially one giant toy commercial for two hours. So 1991, is that what you said? 92 is when the movie 92. came out. Nin- now, did the, did the game come out the same year? Or maybe it was a yeah, winter probably. winter movie it's release. It's garbage, so probably. <laughs> yeah. They probably didn't spend much development time. 1992, Batman Returns. I'm locking it in. It is, in fact, 1992, Batman Returns. Good job, Phil. Mm-hmm. Very well that. done. Yeah, me neither. Uh, also, I'd like to point out, I found this. Sonic Blast Man, you need to look it up because it is absolutely an arcade cabinet that has like, imagine it has one giant joystick in the middle of it, but that joystick is a punching bag. <laughs> that's what that's what Sonic Blast Man is. I'm curious to see how it ported over to the Super Nintendo. <laughs> Next question. This game stars Jack Flack. And his and his friend Oswald Uzi Nelson on a quest to save Jack's girlfriend. In Japan, this game is part of the Rushing Beat trilogy, though the three games were unrelated in their in other regions. Brawl Brothers or some shit. Brawl Brothers would be my guess. We've only done Peacekeepers, Peacekeepers. so far, I think. So it's either Brawl Brothers One or Brawl Brothers Two. And then it changed, right? Something like that. I don't know. I'm actually not super familiar with the franchise. Yeah. I'm good to just go Brawl Brothers and see what happens. Brawl Bros. Phil, are you good with that? Absolutely. All right. 1993. Brawl Bros. Locking it in. 1992. Rival Turf. Which Uh, I think is the first first one. one. And has hilarious art. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next question. This game is notorious for having a particularly difficult driving section. It is probably more famous for people calling a large chain of game shops and asking if it's in stock. Oh, Battletoads. Battletoads would have to be. Um, is on the Super Nintendo, is it just Battletoads? or it's Battletoads Double Dragon. Double Dragon, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Battletoads was an SNES title. Or an, an, an NES title? That's what I meant. Yes. Sorry. It's the... Uh... It's the vodka talking. Mystery juice. Yeah. Yeah, I gotcha. What is, uh, what year do you think Battletoads Double Dragon came out? I'm trying to remember when I used to see it on the shelf at Blockbuster. Oof. 90. 93. Two? 92. 93? 92. Sure. Sure. You're good with which one? 92? 92. 92. 92. Battletoads Double Dragon locking it in. It is 1993. Ah. Wow. Battletoads in Battle so there is that oh, game shit, as well, apparently. Dragon. It is All not right. Battletoads Double Dragon. Animaniacs crossover we never heard of. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's what it's zit, rash, and pimple versus wacko, yakko, and dot. <laughs> uh, next question. This game sees intergalactic bounty hunters fighting a crossover foe. Is that Bucky O'Hare? That's an NES game, though. Okay. And it's more of a run and gun. Intergalactic bounty hunters. Probably that Beastie Boys game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Intergalactic yeah. planetary. Yeah. <laughs> well, when I think intergalactic bounty hunters, I think Star Wars. It's the first thing I think of, mm. but I don't recall a Star Wars beat em up. Mm-mm. It's just Super Star Wars, that series. Intergalactic bounty hunters. Fighting a crossover foe. Did Was Suburban there... Commando have a Super Nintendo game? <laughs> uh, it might have. Were there any anthropomorphic. Bount, intergalactic bounty See, that hunters. Sounds, that, were, that sounds more like it. Sounds like a Saturday morning cartoon, like Street Sharks or something. One of those that like I aged out of, like mm. just barely. Yeah, shit. Sure. I don't know. The Wild Hogs. Wild Hogs. <laughs> Wild Hogs. Two thousand four. <laughs> Locking it in. It is in fact. Fuck. That was a well worded question. Nineteen ninety three. Aliens versus Predator. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Next question. I'm going to speed it up. You sleepy boy. I see yeah, I don't you're, know. I'm just yawning. I don't know why. Your brain's overheating. That's, you're right. <laughs> Charles, all these questions. Charles Fun Cheese or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I saw you hit the robot. Charles Robotussin. Entertainment Cheese. I'm sorry. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. I like Martin Lawrence preferably because he's got reach over Tim Allen. <laughs> <laughs> William H. Macy's got a lot of power, though. So, you know, he's he's a good choice. <laughs> yeah, but he's very fragile, I feel like. <laughs> Not physically. Not a lot of defense. <laughs> Just emotionally. Just emotionally, yeah. Um, I'd like to see the Fargo beat him up. <laughs> I think that'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. This game, made by a company that would become popular for a fighting series, features a setting very similar to a tabletop role-playing game and features a basic leveling up system. Final Fantasy Tactics Soccer. <laughs> I think it might be Knights of the Round. He's he's going in order though, isn't he? So this has got to be one of the D and D Shadow of Mistara Temple of Doom or Tower of Doom, right? But Knights of the Round came out in 1994 on the Super Nintendo. Oh, did any? I don't think any of the D and D games came out on Super Nintendo, did they? They didn't come out on SNES. I mean, I of the Beholder did, but that's not. I mean, that'd be great if that was a beat 'em up. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you run across an enemy in first person, it shifts to a beat 'em up side scrolling, and you have to punch something to see how hard you can hit it. Yes. yes. <laughs> I think he's fucking with us, and I, I think this too. is 1994's Knights of the Round. I do, too. I'm with you. Or the, whatever, the dragon one. Ooh, yeah. Maybe it is um, Dragon People. Dragon what was the name people. of that one? Right? <laughs> King of Dragons? Yeah. King of Dragons? King of Dragons. I gotta tell you, King of Dragons is not a good name for a game. Also, I don't think Knights of the Round is a good name for a game, either. You're, yep, I'm with you. I mean, it hits the nail on the head, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. I'd say not to the, yeah. I think Ross is going to fuck with us more than anything else. So, yeah, I think not to the round. This game, made by a company that would become popular for a fighting series, Capcom Street, Street Fighter. Fighter, features a setting very similar to a tabletop role-playing game, uh-huh. Arthurian Legend, yep. and features a basic leveling up system. That's the round. Yeah, I'm with I you. mean, it's, it's literally both of those. So, <laughs> it's one or the other. Could be Legend of the Mystical Ninja. <laughs> <laughs> or New to Adventures. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Uh, so 1994, uh, locking it in one of those games. It is in fact 1994, The King of Dragons. Uh, uh and then we all it's know. It's a gimme because it could have been either one. I know, so, yeah. sure. Yeah. 
Uh, and then the subtext of that is we all know the real king of dragons is Bahamut. Do you guys say Bahamut or Bahamut? Bahamut. Bahamut. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do when you're Baha blasted and you're done eating in bed. You Baha nut. Baha nut in your mouth. <laughs> uh, also a good subreddit. Next achievement. <laughs> this game sees several superheroes fighting for precious stones that are usually attached to an armored glove. Marvel War of the Gems. War of the Gems. 1994 also would be my guess on sure. that one. Also, I want to point out that I think Ross Rachel Green might be converting because armored is spelled A-R-M-O-R-E-D. Oh, not armored. Isn't it normally armored? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, it is, in fact, 1994 Marvel superheroes in War of the Gems. Mm. Well done, Tyler. Next question. Final question. This game is named after a, well, sorry. This game is named after and stars a large blue suited superhero named after a blood sucking insect. The tick. The tick. The tick. Spoon. What year do you think the tick came out? 95. 95. The tick. Locking it in. It is, in fact, 1994. The tick. Very good. Very good. Well done. Mm-hmm. Ross, thank you for the quiz. Mm-hmm. I know those are a chore to put together, but I yes, really enjoy you. them, and I think they are a fantastic segment to the show. Thank you. Yes, much appreciated, Prime Inquisitor Ross Rachel Green. Oh, I think that's all we've got. That all? Mm-hmm. Anybody have any last moments, thoughts, recollections? Thanks for coming on, Phil. Yeah, dude. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Happy to happy to be your uh, safety school. Uh, let's see. Well, I think now it's probably time to go over here and drag out this batter up peripheral. Yeah, pick that up. All right. Put that on one end of the ground, either hand my head to it. I'm going to spin this around in a circle. Foamy. Say the prayer we all love to say. No whammies. No whammies. No whammies. Stop. 453. 453. M. It's not an M. We're in the R's, baby. We're in the R's. R pussy. R pussy. R slash pussy. In fact, R pussy. Sorry, I'm not going to be on next week. I'm banned. (laughs) The sequel to Love Quest, R pussy. (laughs) It is Rambo First Blood. You got the first two letters right. Rampage. Rampart. Rainbow Bright. (laughs) (laughs) It is Raiden or Raiden Trad. Triad? No idea. The fuck? No idea. A, my guess is wow. it's a vertically scrolling it's shooter. Ver- That's my guess. I have no okay. idea. Yeah, the, the it's probably your the Raiden series is a vertical vertical shooter. I remember playing That's a Raiden game on the PC, but I did not I don't know if it ever was ported to Super Nintendo if this is something different. Phil, you hmm. think this is part of that series? I would assume so, yeah. All right. Okay. This could be good. Could also be bad. Could also know. be it's bad. A, we'll see. Bold, Tune in next yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a bold hell game. I think it'll be fine. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be doing Ride and Trad on the next episode. Uh, you want to check us out? We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. Mm-hmm. We're on YouTube. We're on Spotify. We're on Spotify. We're on Tadpog.com. Mm-hmm. It's probably the least. We're all over our pussy. <laughs> all over it. <laughs> Look for us. Can't browse through our pussy without stumbling <laughs> like a pot of Tadpogling. Uh, we're on Facebook. It says if you like Tadpog, their their episode announcements. We post videos there for you to listen to the episode. Yeah, do some do some memeage. Mm-hmm. Uh, then uh, if you want to get if you're a fan of the show, get that dank shit. There's Tadpog Nation. 
You want to play UO? You want to play Ultima Online? Uh-huh. Join the Discord. Yeah. Bit.ly slash Tadbog Discord. <laughs> it's cucumbersome, I realize. And the reason I know I realize it is because I tried to send Tyler a link to it earlier and got it wrong myself. So... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then we're also Tadpog underscore podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. And I stream on Sundays on yeah. Twitch. Tadpog underscore podcast. Oh, yes. Come hang out for Tadpog Church, where I will be playing Raiden Trad. So we also have, most importantly, that Patreon. We do. So let me pull that up real quick. It's always a little clunky on my hello phone. All right. So uh, I want to give a special thanks. For new donor, Pete Reed, or Pete Red, I'm not sure. All right, Pete. But thank you very much. Yes. I see that you liked all the Call of Cthulhu Piggy Palace episodes, posted some stuff in the nation. Appreciate it. Yep. Thank you very much. Pete was hanging out in Twitch chat last night, so good hanging out. Oh, yeah. Uh, our theme song is moved. I think we're traveling to that track on the chartstep.com. But our show was also executive produced by some people. It was. Speaking of Patreon, speaking of Sycamore Drive, who does not support us on Patreon, I don't. No. Yeah. He doesn't. I, I, and I don't blame him. We told him about her show and Angie doesn't care. So he's like, and that's yeah, fine. Okay. That's, we get it. That's fine. You just, you, you're a musician. <laughs> we, we, fine. You're a musician. Clearly, you are like really into retro games and we're like kind of into retro games, yeah, but yeah. more into like butt jokes and stuff. So yeah, yeah, we get yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, this episode was executive produced in by. Bed, it's whatever. Sycamore Drive probably does not eat in bed. If I were to bet on it, <laughs> uh-uh. Sycamore Drive probably does not eat in bed. Uh, this show was executive produced by the following people. Usurper Grimm, Chicks W. Dixon, Coronavirus Savior Cubicle Monkey, God Emperor Alex Pena, Martin Stein, Cousin David Galino, Laud Mullaney Dennis, Zeus Laser, Chase Coburn, Cthusius Jeff Miners, Joseph Phillips, Cody Phillips, Platinum Member Brett Miller, The Eightfold Daniel Abernathy, Matt Gentile, a.k.a. Gentle G, Magical Sleeper, a.k.a. Big Dicked Pie Baker Chris Vaughn, Master Cycle Baron Kevin Link, Drinksmith Joey Webster, Executive Producer Dig Dougie, Pinball Archmage Chris Edler, congratulations on your marriage, uh, and Sandwich, that wasn't his full title, that was just like a, a side note. Congrats, it can be. Congratulations. <laughs> yes, that's his full title now. Pinball Archmage Chris Edler, congratulations on your marriage. Yep. Uh, and finally, Sandwich Pope Phil Hawkins, who was on this very episode mm-hmm. today. Hell yes. I also want to uh, mention uh, that Guitaru Man Dalton uh, has started a podcast called the Steam Machine Podcast. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for more podcasts in your life, he is doing something very similar to what we are we have done with the Randomizer, uh, except he is going through his backlog of Steam games. Uh, we mentioned doing that once upon a time, playing through my Steam library. Your Steam, that was a long ass time ago, yeah, you, yeah. and you were doing that. It I was not fucking it didn't with get that very shit. far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But his backlog apparently he's got a full list posted on this like the Facebook page for the Steam Machine ah. podcast. Uh, it is about the same size as the seven hundred and twenty-five North American Super <laughs> Nintendo. That's a long. It's a long list of Steam games mm. this guy's going through. So we wish you luck. Um, let's see. Well, how do you guys want to close this one out, Phil? What do you What do you think? You You have a You have a, You know British literature. How should we do this? Uh, as As your favorite knight of the round table. All right. <laughs> so just, just right. as a faux British accent, that'll, that'll work. <laughs> let's just piss off Ross. All right. <laughs> as Jeff. I'll do it. I'll do Jeff. I'll do Jeff the Jeff talking the mongoose. mongoose. Thank you. <laughs> I almost said lemming. <laughs> I'll, I will be. I will do my 
best like chimney sweep impression. Oh, oh Dick perfect. Van Dyke. Yeah. So until next time, Here's Capricorn. Capricorn. I have to push the Pramalot. How's <laughs> that one night who died from the rabbit? Oh, that was Boars the Younger. Boars. Boars the yeah. Look at you yeah. with the memory. Learn some. Look at you with the memory. Yeah. Well, what have you guys been up to? I've been, I've been playing Ultima. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Do it. Do your Ultima bit. I've been playing it's Ultima. Great. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are gonna love this shit. <laughs> go, Dave. Go. <laughs> go, go.